This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. Greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. My name is... You don't really care, do you? I'll tell you anyway. It's Steve Dace. His name is Todd Erzin. His name is Aaron McIntyre. Her name is Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage. Blaze TV contributor is not part of her name. It's just Jill, but that's part of her title. Wanted to make sure we didn't have a Joe Biden moment where you're just reading right off the... Never mind. Um, we are, of course, loaded and uh, ready to go here today. Want to say thank you guys so much. We had an incredible event last night. Uh, my church held a screening of Nefarious. Manda being the largest crowd because of how theaters are constructed these days with the, the lounge chairs, you know, take up more, a lot more room than the old seats we used to sit in. And so we had well over 400 uh, in attendance last night. Might be the largest crowd that will ever see the film in one setting. And I mean, the reaction was absolutely incredible. Um, we, I woke up this morning. I don't know where we are now, um, but uh, the, uh, the marketing numbers blog that tracks early tracking for the film industry, like a Nielsen or an Arbitron, what were we, we were, what, eight yesterday? Mm -hmm. I woke up this morning, we were number one yep. on the most anticipated movies list. I don't even, I mean, I'm just, I don't even know what to say to that. I'm just beyond speechless. I have no idea what it means in terms of ticket sales, man. I don't have a clue. Could simply just mean that there's a lot of Blaze people that are searching for the movie. You know, and so a lot more people are searching for us than other underwhelming movies right now. I don't know how it translates to ticket sales. I don't know. I know it can't hurt us. I, like, I know it's not bad. I don't know how good it is. I also know that it's a demonstration to just uh, our platform here at The Blaze and what they have provided us and the support and uh, the people they have helped int introduce us to. I mean, we would not be here without them, uh, you know, and so uh, just a lot of people to be thankful for. Um, ticket sales begin today. I'm not sure at what time because, you know, Hollywood's in a different time zone than we are right now. So it might be up now. I don't know. But ticket sales begin today either via Fandango or whoisnefarious.com. Fandango or whoisnefarious.com is where you can go to start buying your tickets today for Nefarious, releasing in theaters nationwide April 14th. And there'll be screenings. Uh, yeah, everybody always says Friday, but then there's the pre-screenings on the Thursday nights all over the country. So technically you'll be able to see it next Thursday or in two Thursdays. But uh I mean, this is this has been insane. I mean, we're all like blown away because, guys, we have spent like a grand total of one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars in marketing so far. That's nothing. That is nothing. Now, on Monday, we're going to spend about three and a half million dollars. All right. And we saved everything for the final two week blitz here. So we have spent virtually no marketing money at all. And you guys are just doing this. Uh, on a virally and the reaction people are seeing our trailer in theaters and wanting to know more information about it. And so thanks to each and every one of you again, again, and again. All right, let's get to the show. Next hour will be some feedback Friday, but let us begin on a Friday as we always do. It is time for the day's group. 
your weekly look at the week that was. Oh, she's she's repping the swag. She's repping the U. Iowa heading to the women's final four. There it is. There it is. All right, your ready. Weekly, We're ready. She's ready. All right, your weekly look at the week that was begins as it always does with issue one. Bleep, Lord Nefarious says. I don't like guns. I would ban assault weapons in a second. I'm going to make an exception here for trans people. They are actually in danger. If anyone should get guns, it should be trans Americans. Hale, who police say identifies as transgender, that news has already prompted some attacks against the trans community. I am concerned about how um, opposition and people who are uh, anti-trans will try to spin this. I wonder if the parents of the victims of the Nashville shooting today would still have their children if these trans bills in Tennessee were never a thing. I'm not a parent, but if I were, I'd be real, real mad at the government. Rise in honor of trans voices that deserve to be heard, not silenced, and not criminalized. I rise with unconditional love for my trans daughter, Riley, and I rise in solidarity with every trans American seeking nothing less than their inalienable right to the pursuit of happiness. We are a vibrant, diverse community, as diverse as anyone else. You know, I'm from the great state of Texas. I served in the military. I go to church every Sunday. My faith is very important to me. But God made me in her image. God made me transgender. And to see these people so cynically weaponize this and exploit these children's debts and their teachers' debts, it breaks my heart. Is this your first time seeing a drag queen? Yes. How does that make you feel? Welkom bij Gewoon Bloot. In Gewoon Bloot gaan volwassen mensen geheel uit de kleren... zodat wij er wat van kunnen leren. Deze kinderen uit groep 7 en 8 mogen aan hen alles vragen over hun blote lichaam. En vandaag hebben we als gasten transgenders. Het gaat echt om het gevoel wat je van binnen hebt. Ja, en dat gevoel, daar, dat kan je gewoon hebben, maar daar kan je ook iets mee doen. Oh, vrouw, uh, daartussen zit gewoon ontzettend veel. Nadat je een operatie hebt gehad. Anne Chris, hoe voel je dat? Uh, ken je het woord euforisch? Nee. Oké, okay, dat is echt heel blij. Echt heel blij. Ik werd wakker en ik wist dat ik geen borst meer had, dat het plat was, dat het was zoals ik altijd heb gewild, zoals ik me van binnen voel. Ik was echt tot plafond, uh, zeg maar door plafond vrolijk gewoon. Dus een soort van dat je vliegt? Ja. ja. We didn't assign a gender at birth. I'm letting this little person be who they want to be. It is an experiment. What they're doing is unprecedented. On 60 Minutes what your gender is by looking at your body. What are some of the biggest challenges? Strangers in the street have had quite a strong response. Why are you so obsessed? Why do you need to know? We're not trying to eliminate gender. It's really helping kids find their own path to it. So it is shameful, it is disturbing, and uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. I gotta tell you. You know how the whole panel last week when Jill wasn't here thought that was one of the worst we've ever had? Mm-hmm. That's worse than last week's. It was worse. That's, that's absolutely, in my view, one of the worst we have ever had. So with that, let's go to Jill. All right, ladies first and the guest goes first. What the hell was that? 
That's that, I, I don't even know, Steve. Like when I look at that video, it honestly makes me scared for the future. If this is where we are at this moment in 2023 with a trans person going into a Nashville school that was the, the shooter lives seven minutes away from my house to know that that kind mm. of demonic behavior, that demon could live seven minutes away. Like not only does this just physically hit closer to home, but the fact that now they're going in, it's a trans person shooting up at a Christian school. It, it feels like they have leveled up now in, in mm. terms of the demonic behavior. It feels like this is something that you, you can't turn away from. This isn't the same as it has been. And I know that Aaron earlier this week has pointed out that there have been trans shooters before, non-binary shooters before. But for me, it's a whole new level. And when I watch that video and all those people on TikTok and saying, oh, those people better be looking out for the, the laws passed in Tennessee. Guess what, guys? The laws passed in Tennessee protect children. No one is saying that once you're 18, you can't go do whatever you want to do. Go ahead. You know what? If you want to chop off all your body parts and pretend that you're something else, have at it. But stay away from the children. You do not get to go in. We talked on overtime a couple weeks ago. Seven-year-olds now, the Pentagon saying, oh, yeah, seven-year-olds. We, we should be able to do that. No. In no world should, should young individuals have their minds preyed upon, to have them go in. The, the New York Times had a study going in and saying that the uh, pediatric suicidal rates their, their thoughts, their behaviors have gone up 163% Ugh. since 2009. The guns haven't changed, guys. The guns have always been around. What has changed? The way that we treat children, the way that we put this filth into their head, they don't know good from bad and bad from good. That's on purpose. So what happens when we are not only just, it wasn't just a fringe outlier anymore. Now this is a central issue in schools and they go out and attack Ron DeSantis. Oh, don't say gay. No, you can't talk about these issues from kindergarten to third grade. And they attack that. What happens from here with our society as a whole when this is now becoming a mainstream talking point, you can't even point out that the shooter is transgender. CBS News is not allowing their anchors to say that it is a transgender that went and shot up schools. What happens from here? We'll get into that issue more in specifically in the next issue. But Todd, and that's, that was very potent and powerfully said, Jill. Todd, what say you? Uh, this is about the montage that Aaron gave us. This is a group that publicly admits that they struggle with mental illness, and that's why all of us need to bow to them. And so I go to the first one right out of the gate, Chink. They admit they're mentally ill. They just murdered uh, six people, three of them nine-year-old children, because they were Christians. And he says they are the ones who should have the weapons. So I reset what I said yesterday. When it comes down to that, you need to get your Aragorn on. And again, Aragorn, I don't, I don't want this station. I, I want to resist it because I know what it means. But when he finally realized this was the time, 
show no mercy because none will be offered to you. I say that unapologetically. These are psychopathic, murderous people who if, if, if it makes them feel like the f world is flat, that includes ending your life. I don't understand anymore why we should be talking in any other terms. They are clear and present danger to all that is good, true, and beautiful. Just at the Capitol, she talks about hitting close to home, having been there now with Jill. That Capitol, Jill, is like five blocks north of Broadway, where country music, mm -hmm. capital of the world is, right? Mm -hmm. ha Bill Lee, what are you going to do? Insurrection or not? I mean, really, th their rules, they keep defining all the rules and run over us like locusts. This is our response. As disgusting as that is, Aaron running a montage of our perpetually gutless, godless responses to that is just as chilling. And along those lines, Joe Biden saying last night in a ahead of uh, the so-called Trans Day of Visibility that transgenderism or transgenders shapes the soul of our nation. That is the truest thing he has no ever doubt. said. No doubt. There is no question. Because that of what Todd... That's prophecy. Because yep. of what Todd just said. Yep. We can say and we can... We can beat our, 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 our swords into plowshares and we can yell into the darkness, into the void all we want. And we can be 100% on the money all we want. If the people with the power to actually punish these forces of hell, these figures that have made themselves into something straight out of the bowels of Mordor, if we do not use the power we have to punish these probably demonically possessed individuals and make an example out of every last one of them, you bet your sweet bippy, transgenderism shapes the soul of our country. And you better believe we deserve everything that's coming to us. The worst of the worst this week. Todd already hit on it. It's chink just a few days before the terrorist attack on Christians in that Nashville uh, school. That was the worst of the week. Talking about uh, the 60 Minutes Australia, though, that's probably the second worst of the week. The last clip of the woman saying, we're not trying to destroy gender. We're trying to help children find their gender. Yeah. To what end? If there are 666 genders and counting, to what end? Why? They never want to talk about that because they don't have to. It's straight from the pit of hell. It's nothing other, nothing other than a ploy to desecrate, destroy, destruct everything that is the good, the true, and the beautiful. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Exit question. On a scale of one to ten, with one being the odds, all these movies just decided to coincidentally come out right when Nefarious was coming out. And ten being the odds that Lindsey Graham should have come out a long time ago. Rate this week's level of total depravity, Todd. Ten. Jill. I can't believe you do your movie like that. Ten. <laughs> Nothing is sacred here, Jill. Nothing is. Aaron. Ten. Let's get to issue two. Something wicked this way comes.
On Monday morning, a woman named Audrey Hale, loaded with multiple weapons, shot her way into Covenant School, a private pre through sixth grade school in Nashville, Tennessee, and proceeded to murder six people, three of whom were children. Hale, as you know by now, is a woman with a mental illness known as transgenderism and in recent years had been insisting she was a man. She was shot and killed during the attack by a couple of heroic Nashville police officers. The victims of the tragedy were nine-year-old Evelyn Deakhouse, nine-year-old Hallie Scruggs, nine-year-old William Kinney, 61-year-old Cynthia Peake, 60-year-old Catherine Kuntz, and 61-year-old Mike Hill. Police later said the murderer had been a former student at the school and had scoped the school and made meticulous plans for the attack, including a written manifesto. Nashville police have yet to release that manifesto, but did say it was a targeted attack. The timing of issuing uh, Tranny Awareness Day isn't... I want to speak to my colleagues for a second. It's not tone deaf. It's not lacking self-awareness. It's not ironic. It's not terrible. I mean, it is those things. But those things that you're citing are all symptoms of what it really is. It is demonic trolling. That's what it is. It is straight up demonic trolling. They could have waited a week, could have waited two. Those parents are not yet even done burying their babies, and they're going to do it right as they are. And they're going to do it on purpose. And it's reminiscent of a scene in the movie that you'll see soon. When Nefarious does something to the person he's possessed, he doesn't have to do. He doesn't have to. He has wrecked him enough. He has done enough damage. He has destroyed this human being. And yet he chooses to do it anyway just because he can. Because he's driven by hate. And so are the people that made this announcement. But it's not really hate for you or me. It is hate for the one we represent. That's why they're doing this. It's on purpose. The point is to rub your nose in it. The point is to offend you. The point is to send you another message. Your subhuman. Your species shouldn't even exist. They are demonic bastards. And they will do this and worse. If you have a Christian school, if you have any place of worship, that claims any level of orthodoxy. You're anywhere on the orthodoxy scale. And no, pastor, your Hawaiian shirt won't protect you. You damn well better have that school armed. You better have that church armed. You better have any mass congregation of believers in this country, no matter where they are. You're not sheltered. You're not insulated. Arm up. Something wicked this way comes. Be ready. Jill, I'm going to start with you because this is your hood. You live in the same city as this school there in Nashville, and we've already talked about this at length. 
So just your thoughts on the the entire tragedy and and how events have reacted and unfolded in its wake. When I look at the reaction, I want to start with the news coverage. And Karine Jean-Pierre, the day of the shooting, was at the podium and said, oh, yeah, the six dead children. And a reporter had to say, oh, no, um, Karine, it's only three. It's three children and three adults. And she basically went, yeah, OK, whatever. You, you know what I mean? You know, as quickly as they could, they pivot from transgender to how do we blame the Republicans and take away the guns? Because that's all they care about. They do not care that there are babies that will not come back home to their parents, that there are parents that don't get to see their children, their loved ones ever again. We couldn't even take that day anymore. We move on so quickly from the event itself. And we look at this person, this transgender person that was, you know, supposedly high functioning autistic, receiving care for emotional distress. What is going through that person's mind? Well, she wrote a manifesto. We could know the full extent of which of what she was thinking, what she was planning for that day, but it doesn't it doesn't help their side. And I don't want to believe that the Nashville Police Department is in on this because I think that they did a wonderful job watching the way that they were able to come out, respond, take that shooter down immediately. They have done a good job, but the FBI comes in and at that point, I just don't trust them because you know what? I've watched Joe Biden stand out in front of a podium and make a speech and say that MAGA Republicans are a threat to this country. I've watched the FBI go after Catholics and say they are a problem to be dealt with. Now you look at it and a transgender comes out and shoots up a Christian school. Oh, we can't talk about that, though. At that point, what else matters? This is this is such a big deal that we see the demonic obsession now with the transgenders not only is the the children's suicidal behavior rate going up but we also see the medications going up we see the interaction with social media and the chat rooms that these kids get into we see the photos of what happens to these individuals if if you see before and afters of Demi Lovato of a Sam Smith of all these people in Hollywood that say oh my gosh we were normal people you can add the transgender shooter in there the the photos of her with her family family growing up she looked like you know what we would consider a normal girl growing up in in you know a, a good regular neighborhood in america and then something changes the behavior changes the the dress of these people change and it it makes me go back to what you had that conversation with with tucker carlson last year right before the family leader summit and tucker said there is no winning no side left or right is winning on this issue so it can only come from demonic behavior that's why he has stepped up his platform the way that he has just saying we have to speak out about this because if we just let this continue on from from what I was saying before, where does this lead as a society, as a whole? Where are we going to go if we don't stand up and say we cannot have this? We have an insurrection at the Tennessee Capitol. They go and, and go and storm the Capitol. I'm, I'm told that's an insurrection, guys. That's that is what it is. Two can play at this game. We can't just let them define our words, define the actions, define who can go to church, when they can, COVID lockdowns. They've changed everything. When are we going to step up? Aaron. Last week, Michael Knowles of the Daily Wire went to Purdue University to speak 
and every last one of the biggest dweebs at Purdue University showed up outside of the speaking venue in a hallway to protest his appearance, chanting, F off Nazi, clap, 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 F off Nazi. Something that caught my eye, aside from the young lady who was holding a sign that said critical thinking requires thinking while wearing a face mask, something else that caught my eye was a young man. Don't want to assume any genders here. A young man wearing a shirt similar to what I'm putting up here. It's for those of you listening, the trans flag. The trans flag overlaid with an AR-15 outline oh. with the words defend equality. Another shirt had trans rights or else with a bunch of different types of guns in the colors of the trans flag. That stood out to me. I don't remember back 10, 15 years ago. I don't remember so-called gay rights activists wearing rainbow flags with an AR-15 on it saying gay rights or else. Do you? Do you remember this, Steve? I mean, you would, no. be, you would have a clearer no. memory, memory than I would no. uh, back then. No. Why do you think that is? I mean, they said we're going to come for your children. We're going to, but they meant that intellectually, morally, philosophically. They weren't, you know, building militias. Why do you think that is now? The trans flag. The trans flag, the fusion of the trans flag with weapons. Why do you think that is? I think it's exactly because of what Jill said. In the first segment, after Bleep Lord Nefarious says, the forces of hell are stepping up their game. Mm -hmm. When it came to so-called homosexual rights, there's no such thing as homosexual rights, but that's what we called them back then. When it came to that, it was a perversion of the truth, and it was easy. It was easy to get people to believe that poison pill, just a spoonful of sugar. We just want the visitation rights of traditionally married couples. We just want the tax benefits of traditionally married couples. And most of the time, any pushback to that was not at the premise of the issue, which is something that you actually brought up at the very beginning. If you go down this road, you're doing away with gender. No, the premise was, well, it's traditional, it's blah, blah, blah. You know, all of that stuff in a functioning society should be a good enough argument. But most of all, the pushback to so-called gay rights back 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, was not based on the premise of the argument whatsoever. Now that we have a rejection of reality in the form of transgenderism, some people are starting to say, no, just no, just no. Not enough people, but more people than there were actually or challenging the premise of the gay rights issue back 10, 15 years ago. That's why we have AR-15s on the trans flag. Hell understands that there's not enough people, but there are, a lot of, there are a lot of people who are just willing to say no to this. Not enough. Not enough Christian schools in Vermont willing to step up for that. So Hell is saying there are too many people who are just rejecting this on its face. Time to lock and load. That's what I think is really happening here. Todd, you get the last word. We got about two minutes. Uh, J.R. Tolkien, Catholic, uh, Gollum, he was once a hobbit. The orcs, they were once elves. We are, the church has so dumbed us down in terms of our understanding of evil and what it does to us. If any of these people asked for forgiveness, we would have to give it to them. 
But it's clear in our faith that people choose to flat out align themselves with the devil at some point. And we have clear teaching. You love it when you see it in the Star Wars, superheroes. There's good and there's bad and something must be done about it. We are at that point now in real life and there's no CGI. These are the, they're orcs. I don't say that for a rhetorical flourish. Aaron's absolutely right. They plan on hurting you. They think you deserve it. What are you going to do about that? Hopefully what you're going to do is you're going to arm all your Christian schools, every one of your churches, every, every mass gathering of believers anywhere in the country. Someone's going to be armed, if not several someone's. Hopefully that's what you're going to do. You're going to be ready and vigilant for when that day occurs. Exit question. If where you think America will be a decade from now, was a Pink Floyd song lyric. Which Pink Floyd song lyric would it be? A, we're just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl year after year, running over the same old ground. What have we found? The same old fears. B, but it was only a fantasy. The wall was too high, as you can see. D, ice is forming on the tips, or C, ice is forming on the tips of my wings. Unheeded warnings. I thought I thought of everything. Or D, New car, caviar, four-star eating. Think I'll buy me a football team. Which one? All. Jill. I would go B. It's all a fantasy. B. B. All right, when we come back, there is a Trump indictment after all, and we will discuss it here on The Day's Group next. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I want to read something to you before we get to the next issue. To promote justice, equality, and equity for the transgender community, the National Weather Service. The National Weather Service. The National Weather Service family champions and stands alongside our transgender employees on this day and every day. Trans Day of Visibility. They don't give up their religion like we give up ours. That's why they're going to win. And maybe you already have. So let's get to issue three. Trump is indicted after all. He's indicted. He's indicted not. He's indicted. He's indicted not. (laughs) 
he's indicted. Less than a day after reports seemed to indicate the Manhattan grand jury that was looking into alleged hush money payments from Donald Trump to porn star Stormy Daniels indicated that they were going to be taking a hiatus for a month, that same grand jury indicted the former president. He now becomes the first sitting or former president to face criminal prosecution. Corrupt Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg said in a statement his team is working with Trump to arrange a surrender and arraignment. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis tweeted after the indictment, quote, The weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head. It is un-American. The Soros-backed Manhattan District Attorney has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and to excuse criminal misconduct. Yet now he's stretching the law to target a political opponent. Florida will not assist in an extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with the Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda. All right, I'm going to lead this one off if that's okay. Okay. So I'm I'm trying to figure this out. Clearly a calculation, well, number one, the timing of this is fascinating. So yesterday, the story from Fox that they're on an indefinite leave, right? Okay. And then out of nowhere, they come down with this indictment. They they clearly had to bury the story of those dead babies in Nashville before their parents could even bury them themselves. They had to get that off the off of the headlines okay so they've moved on this is the same pivot they, 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 they this is this is the same pivot that happened when uh everybody turned against the afghan mm-hmm. departure remember that and they yeah. left guys behind and that's and and what did they pivot to okay so they didn't have trump to pivot to so they pivoted to you and that's when the jab mandate came because they knew they knew that their their base would all support the jab mandate and it would rile up the other base, probably would lose in court, take months to adjudicate. But at least they were starting to lose even parts of their own base on leaving Americans behind in Afghanistan. So they quickly pivoted to something that's highly divisive, but that would solidify their own base. That's what this is again. Highly divisive, but will solidify their own uh, orange man bad base. I, I, absolutely, I believe that. Absolutely, I believe that's why this came down yesterday out of nowhere. All I care about is the truth, man. That's all I care about. So last week, all the Trumpistas and me, me as well, were critical that Ron DeSantis's response to the initial notion of this was just simply not sufficient. True. Yeah. In fact, let's take this one stage at a time. Make sure everything I'm saying is true. Fair. Yeah. All right. So on. So true or false? There were clearly machinations being made by this Manhattan DA to indict Donald Trump from security um, and, and, you know, um, deployments across the board. It was clear they were making some form of machination to do this. True or false? True. Are we all true, true. on this? True. Are you, are you a true on this too, Jill? Yep. True. All right. Absolutely. You're, you're, so we're all true. Okay. All right. Trump makes, comes out, says they're going to indict me, gives a specific day. That happened. True. We're all true. Yeah. Yep. True. Okay. True. Okay. All right. DeSantis uh, uh, doesn't say anything all weekend long. Trump makes the statement on Saturday. Basically, all of conservative media goes to war for Trump. All of the Trumpistas come out to say, where's Ron DeSantis? Will he not protect uh, Donald Trump from this? True or false, that happened. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yep. Everybody? We agree. Okay. All right. Um, I, Saturday morning, took time out of my schedule to actually echo the criticisms of the Trumpistas that that 
that that DeSantis has to step up and 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 use his. He cannot exercise his power of interposition in so many other areas and then not exercise it here because that would just make him exactly like what he claims he's against. It would just be a partisan hit job because they're fighting each other or they're going to fight each other in a primary later this right. year. True. Yeah. I said that. True. Yes. True. true. Okay. Later that day, though, Donald Trump shows up in Oklahoma at the NSA Wrestling Championship, so he's not even in Florida to be extradited. True. Right. True. That right. happened. True. Right. True. Okay. The ne- then later that weekend, his attorney says that Trump was act- would actually turn himself in to the P- to the New York DA. True. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. True. Yep. So so then then we're what left wondering. Well, then what would be the point of of, of demanding Trump not extradite? Because when I was asked, what did you want to, from DeSantis supporters? What do you want him to say? Basically, what I wanted him to say is almost exactly what he tweeted last night. I mean, go look back at what I said a week ago. He should have said it's almost exactly what he tweeted last night in his own words. True. Right. True. Okay. So, so, okay. And, and so now DeSantis is offering not to extradite Trump. True. 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 Yep. And Trump's attorney says this morning that he's going to turn himself into New York. True. Right. True. What, what the hell is this? What, 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 what was the point of, what was the point of demanding Ron DeSantis offer extradition shielding for Trump if Trump was just going to extradite himself the entire time. His own attorney said he was going to do it last weekend or last weekend. Now Trump is willing. Trump, his attorney said it again last night. He's going to do it. If he's just going to turn himself in, what was the point of I know what the other side's point is. They're getting killed right now on the trans stuff and everything else. They need a pivot. The, The jab mandate was their pivot away from Afghanistan. This is the new pivot. Yes, it fires up and pisses off the other base. They don't care about you and hate you. They need to make sure they don't lose their own base, and so that's why they're going to do that. I get their game. It's demonic. I get it. I don't understand this game. What was the point of this? Is this just a political stunt from every side that's involved, essentially, here? The whole damn thing? I have two words for you. What's the point of this? FEC report. It's a fundraising thing. Yep. Because what was the point of demanding Ron DeSantis refuse to extradite Trump if he was just going to extradite himself and his attorney said as much last weekend? What was the point? Because Go ahead, Trump Jill. is going to Trump. Trump. Trump is going to Trump. We all know this. If he can go through, we know he is obsessed with Ron DeSantis. If he can get any hits in on him in this heavyweight fight, he is going to do so. That's why he did it. He wanted to go through and say, okay, even if I do this, but oh man, 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 look at Ron DeSantis. He's not, he doesn't even have my back. He has to get a hit in on him while he can. I don't fault him. I don't fault him doing that at all. He's a politician trying to win a race. So basically, a lot of Trumpistas that have platforms and stuff in our movement either are just dumb or they were in on this entire thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, is there another explanation? They, they're just earnestly, naively went out to defend fearless leader and demand Ron DeSantis defend their guy, not knowing that he was just going to undermine the entire thing and offer himself to be extradited anyway, okay? Or they were just... You know, they're just in on the hit job. Right? Is there another option? No. No, there isn't. So here's another option. This is a local DA in a place where Trump doesn't even live. Mm -hmm. This guy has no political clout, none at all. None. At some point, at some point, we have to say no to these people. 
At some point, the people we elect, the people that we nominate to defend us and represent us have to say, uh, good luck enforcing that. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. What better time to do this than right now? He's a Florida resident. He has the support of the Florida governor. This is a Manhattan DA. Everybody knows this thing is a friggin' joke. Even their own people. Van Jones was freaking criticizing this the other day. Even they know it's a joke. Even they know this is going nowhere. If there was ever a moment to say, you know what? I don't want a press release. I don't want a statement. Trump, show me. You are what you bellow and claim you are. I ain't going anywhere. Going golfing at Mar-a-Lago. Every day, like any other day. How you like them apples? Got the governor. I, what would be the bigger boss move? I've got the junior, my junior, the governor and my opponent running interference for me. Yeah, I'm going golfing. Thank you. How you like them apples? Guns up. Why in the world would his base be supportive of him turning himself over? Why in the world would you not be demanding Trump take Ron DeSantis' offer and say, no, nope, I got this, I got the backing of the governor. Up your nose with a rubber hose. Not doing it. How you like them apples? Put me in contempt. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You're a local DA. You're not the DOJ. You're not the feds. Up yours. You're a crock. I'm not playing your game at all. I mean, if you were really a disruptor and not, not uh, the, the portrayal of one, and if we wanted a disruption more than a headline, more than a click, more than a, more than a story that we could all get our jollies off of, they're, they're, they're making t-shirts with trans flags and assault rifles. Could we, get, could we get our guy to just say, I'm not going to do your stupid prosecution that even your own people think is a joke, and the Florida governor's got my back anyway, so uh, take a long walk off a short cliff. Could we at least do that? See, I don't think we want that. I don't think we want true resistance. I think we just want the show. I think we just want the soap opera, and that's why well, all we ever get. I'm done now. In fact, I'm done with the whole damn story, frankly. The whole thing's a crock. Okay. Platform's yours. Say whatever uh, you want. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, Trump's the weather. I've been telling you. I'm, DeSantis now made the right statement because this indictment isn't really about Trump. It's about all of us, just like back with Kavanaugh and a lot of other things, how they ultimately treat uh, election interference. It's it, it th- Those things are about all of us. Once it became official, I was, while I didn't, disagree theoretically i was never as irritated in principle about desantis uh not having stronger language when it wasn't official because then it was all about donald trump and i've said from the beginning if ron desantis primarily runs his campaign more and more as we go forward worrying about what trump does he may as well not run for president and we'll just get on board with trump i want him to not care about whether he wins or loses i want him to finally be a man of uh, that we need a man of principle who knows what must be done he seems to be that guy so far i just and so he was actually showing me that you know what i can't spend all my time thinking about donald trump because he's mercurial he's selfish i i'm going to provide a clear alternative if you pick it i'll fight to the death for you if you don't pick it that's on you that's the guy i want again donald trump is the weather if we keep tying our emotional and psychological stability to that guy we're we're 
in terms of electoral politics. Have we not learned this lesson? We have proof of concept. We know exactly how this will go. At a had our small group very quickly, uh, just kind of to echo that sentiment. Had our small group over last Thursday night. The guys were in the kitchen catching up and started talking about this case. And one of the guys knew exactly what was going on. And then one of the other guys didn't wasn't really familiar with the Trump indictment saga. So I started explaining what was going on. And by like the second sentence, I just stopped. I'm like, I am so sick of this. I'm so sick of this story already. That was last week. That was last week. But this is Trump. That sounds awfully familiar to 2015 and 2016. Does it not? Does it not? Like every single thing, it's like, this is exhausting. What are we doing here? Just, I don't know why people like myself, I do this. I keep doing this, trying to figure this out, trying to get him to be what he could be. But there are too many people, as I said on the overtime, and I know what stays or what happens on the overtime stays on the overtime. Way too many people who try to get something Trump to be or think that Trump is something that he will never be instead of trying to get him to be what he could be. And that's why we are where we are right now. And maybe he wouldn't change anyway. But trying to figure out Trump, again, we're on year seven, eight of this. It ain't, it ain't going to happen ever. Joe, before we go to predictions, you get the last word. Go ahead reject the premise that's what we know that that's all you have to do say reject the premise say come and get me point out the january 6th committee and say what have they done from that nothing Mm -hmm. mar-a-lago raid what has come out of that Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. this is just the next topic conversation move on i i completely agree i don't even know what to ask for an exit question here all right i'll exit question has, has Steve finally determined he's just not going to fall for these canards anymore? And if Trump's on the ballot against Biden, I'll happily vote for him. Other than that, I just, I'm in Phil Collins mode. I don't care any momo. I'll answer, yes. Yeah, you guys want, a la- this was my last straw. I'm, I'm just out after this. Yeah. I mean, surrendering yourself to a, a glass jaw, punk ass DA with no game at all in a place you no longer live when the governor of the place where you do is offering you a free shot punch to his face okay just so you can have a photo op of me and cuffs to you know martyr yourself I, i'm just out i'm out you know if it's him against the demonic uh, dementia patient in the white house man i'll stuff the damn ballot box myself short of that though i'm just out i don't care i, I mean this stuff the whole everything everything is a con it's just everything is and i'm just out we're cherry girl not my real breasts not my real lips not my real nothing everything is fake it's all a show let's get to predictions aaron go uh, let's see. Predictions. Uh, meet your 2023 national championship women's basketball squad, the University of Iowa Hawkeyes. You think they're going to beat South Carolina, huh? Sorry, Jill. There you go. Hello. All right, that's going to be um, a tough game, but we'll is. see. All right, Todd, go ahead. Uh, Caitlin Clark going forward to all those paying attention should be and will be the perfect poster child for Save Girl Sports. Look at Look at what we are. That's an analysis, not a prediction. Well, it's a. I. I need to say it in this moment. My prediction is, is that smart. If, if if we win, it'll be because we have to. There you go. We have to do that. There you go. Look at we we would not have her. We would not be able to celebrate her. She would not start as good as she is. She would not start on any Power Five D one team. But, but she's amazing. 
We have to do something with that. More as much as we're celebrating her, Magic Johnson, all these people coming to the league, she's amazing. Everybody realize why you get a chance to celebrate her because they have their own stage. Jill, go. Aaron has done his best to threaten my weekend, make me sure that I'm not going to enjoy tonight. No, I am. I'm going to the game tonight. I am in Dallas to watch my Iowa Hawkeyes in the Final Four. My prediction is that I will need to buy a ticket for Sunday's game as well. Mm, I hope you're right. That'd be a great story. My prediction after the outstanding job he did as Elvis, which got him nominated for a Golden Globe, because that's also a Warner Brothers film, same studio. Austin Butler will be cast later this year as the new Superman for James Gunn. Ooh. That's my prediction. Jill, good to see you. We'll see you in Dallas here in a couple of days for the premiere, all right? Absolutely. That's what got this whole thing started. The Iowa women are just the cherry on top. There you go. Well, good luck. Hope you guys win. We'll come back with Feedback Friday in a moment. All right, we are back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV. Not on yet, sorry. I totally lost it. All right, back here on Blaze TV, live and on demand here to start Hour 2. Steve Dacer alongside Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. And all of you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also find me over on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace. That's at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social as well. Those of you that are listening to the podcast, please, if you have yet to do so, uh, feel free to uh, leave us a five-star review. If you like us, I mean, we would never ask you to lie. If you don't like us, like, why would you waste your time listening? I've never understood that. Like, I don't have time to waste my time listening to things that just irritate me, that provide me no other value other than irritation. You know, some of you do, though. So we appreciate it because your clicks count just the same. (laughs) But for those of you that like the show, uh, which means there's no accounting for taste, please, if you wouldn't mind, leave us a five-star review. Thank you to all of you that have done that for us already. And hit the subscribe or follow buttons, whichever apply. And thank you again for each one of those. This portion of the show brought to you by Patriot Mobile. They know more and more Americans have had it with fascism in America, corporate America, aligning with the very elements of the spirit of the age in the government sector to try and take away our freedoms. That's why they become a leader in the parallel economy. Unfortunately, there are not a lot of options where you can go for people uh, to do business with that don't hate you on some level. That just this tumor has metastasized. But thankfully, one option exists where it comes to your mobile phone. And take advantage right now and make the switch with Patriot Mobile, an outstanding U.S.-based customer service team. They offer you all the major, all three major carrier networks. You can switch anytime you want for free, no extra cost. They do an outstanding job of making the switch as easy as absolutely possible. And you'll get a free activation with the offer code Steve today when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Again, that's patriotmobile.com slash Steve or give them a call at 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. You guys ready for some Feedback Friday? You bet. I mean, the audience has really brought it as of late. I mean, we have... I mean, the, I'm going to have a hard time getting to all the things uh, in this inbox that I think are compelling. But I want to start with this note from Ashley Slater. 
My 14-year-old daughter had a sports physical today, and I looked over the paperwork that they gave her as I'm curious about what they're wanting to know. Make sure you're paying close attention to this. They asked that the questionnaire be filled out alone, in private, away from parents. Why would you want a 14-year-old, a minor, to be filling out a questionnaire alone and away from her parents? That probably gives you an idea of where this one's heading, right? Some of the questions ask about transgender stuff, pansexual crap. Isn't pansexual just made up nonsense? WTF, we live in Minnesota and went to a Park Nicolette clinic for the visit. At the end of the physical, the woman doctor told my daughter that she needed to do a visual exam of her breasts to make sure they were, quote, developing properly. My daughter gave her a look of WTF and disgust, and the doctor said there would be no physical exam after that. So I guess it wasn't really all that important to begin with, and why did you ask? I declined the exam on my daughter's behalf. What was that all about? Here's the letter, and she sent me a copy of the questionnaire and letter that her daughter was given, and I'm going to read this to you. We want to help you be as healthy as possible. We're here to support you as you get older. Please answer the questions on the next page. We ask all teenagers these questions because these topics can affect your health and well-being. All the questions may not fit you. You may leave some questions blank if you prefer. Please answer the questions alone. Away from your parents or friends so you can be as honest as possible. This information is private between you and your healthcare provider. She is a child. She is a child. We will only talk to your parents or guardians about this information if we have serious concern about your health and safety. By what standard would they determine that? The standard that told them to have a child fill this out without her parents' knowledge? Before we talk to a parent or guardian, we will talk about it with you. If you would like to have this paper back at the end of your visit and your clinician uh, and your clinician to give it back to you, otherwise we will shred it. Why would you need to shred it? I thought this was important information. This is going to a lot of different places and they're all very bad. Here are the questions. In general, are you happy with the way things are going for you? Do you wear a seatbelt in a car or truck? Do you wear a helmet when you skateboard, bicycle, motorcycle, snowmobile, or use an ATV? Do you get along with your family? Do you have at least one adult you can really talk to? Do you feel safe at school and in your community? Have you ever felt discriminated against based on race, sex, gender, religion, physical differences, etc.? Do you think you are about the right weight for how tall you are? Do you ever skip meals, use laxatives or diet pills, or throw up on purpose to lose weight or to control your weight? Are your grades worse than they used to be? Do you or anyone you live with have a gun or carry around a gun? Do you worry about money, a place to live, food or clothing? Have you ever tried to run away from home? Have you ever been in a gang? Now we're in the past. Do you ever hurt or cut yourself on purpose? Have you ever looked at videos, pictures of naked people or people having sex like porn or sent or received a text with sexual messaging or pictures? Have you ever had any kind of sex with anyone of any gender? Have you ever had an infection that is spread by having sex like herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia, genital warts, pelvic inflammatory disease, HIV or syphilis? 
Have you ever traded sex for money, a place to live, food, or clothing? She's 14 years old. Are you or do you wonder if you are gay, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, asexual, or other? Are you or do you wonder if you are transgender or gender diverse? Have you ever been physically, sexually, or emotionally abused or mistreated by anyone? You see where this is going? This is classic brainwashing. You start off with a few things that seem innocent. We'd all be like, yeah, I mean, kids can be in a situation where they don't want to come clean to a parent about an eating disorder. They might be in an abusive situation. You see what I'm saying? So you start off, welcome them in with something that sounds innocent, protective even. And then then once the connection is made... Masks come off and we get to the real agenda, which is these latter questions. Are you or do you wonder if you are transgender or gender diverse? Have you ever been physically, sexually, or emotionally abused or mistreated by anyone? Why would you ask that question after asking these previous ones? Why wouldn't that be like, if you, if, if, again, if you're giving the most benefit of the doubt, wouldn't that be one of the first questions you'd ask? Why would you ask that after asking all these other questions about sexuality? Have you ever thought you'd be better off dead? Have you ever had any stressful or scary events that still bother you? In the past year, how many times have you used tobacco, e-cigarettes, vapes, such as Juul, I don't know, is that Vuse? I don't know what that is. Alcohol, marijuana. Have you ever tried any drugs for fun, curiosity, or coping? Such as prescription drugs, drugs that you sniff, or uh, huff saliva, K2, or other illegal drugs. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Do you understand how close you are to having that knock on the door happen and your children being taken away from you? I clearly don't think you do. It is it is right around the corner. The, 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 the entire... The entire notion of the secrecy behind such a thing with a 14-year-old child when just like 10 seconds ago we were like, you, you need to sign something for everything. Go on a field trip, signature, uh, signature. Now, no, your parents have nothing to do with this. Your parents have nothing to And I've told you, this poison has been in the well for a little while. Sports, lectures to parents on how you must behave, what you must do, know your place. We're the experts. They're going to take your kids. Again, my own experience right now, there is in my little school district, there is a felony sex crime that's awaiting trial between staff member and student that nobody knows about because they won't tell you. They used a secret and illegal book committee that was exposed by the Freedom of Information in Iowa to approve porn in the library they did it either they're dumb like steve says or they know full well they can do this stuff because no one will uh hold them accountable there is a teacher there was the head of the gay straight alliance who had multiple kids suspended for harassing my own kids i pointed out she was a groomer she called the cops on me she sent me a cease and desist letter now she has suddenly resigned in the middle of the school year and she's been suspended from twitter and there's no explanation Nobody knows, or nobody cares. They're, I don't, they're going to take your kids. They're going to take them. What would be discrimination because of your sexuality or gender? Who would define that? For example, would, would this, med- what if someone, what if the child had written down, I tried to tell my parents that I'm actually, 
What if Ashley's daughter had said, I tried to tell my parents that I'm actually a boy, but they won't, they won't acknowledge my pronouns. Think that might be considered abuse, which goes right to what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's why they want them to fill it out alone. It is straight up demonic and predatory, not just groomer, it's predatory. It reeks of, I don't know, psychological torment. Do you ever have any, uh, I mean, it's, it's normal questions for the most part. Do you have any cramps around, you know, your period? Uh, do you uh, ever have any uh, pain, you know, associated with X, Y, Z? you ever seen a grown man naked? Do you ever have any um, uh, any headaches associated with uh, X, Y, Z? Do you, um, do you ever, you know, do you have any issues with your bladder or anything like that? Uh, have you ever watched porn? Uh, it's really weird. Really odd. And it's straight up predatory you can see what they're doing lull you in as you just pointed out lull you into a false sense of confidence go through this questionnaire Mm -hmm. some normal questions and then boom hey maybe you might be a transgender they didn't care about any of those normal questions it's clear what that it's clear what that quiz that Mm -hmm. questionnaire Mm -hmm. was designed to do hey based on the results you might be a dude time to hack your boobs Mm -hmm. off that's exactly right that's exact that's exactly right that is exactly right the creepy dude in Iowa who leads one Iowa. He's all, the le, uh, the Iowa legislature is, uh, I mean, and has had one of the most crucial uh, efforts in all of its existence, in my opinion, and is win after win after win. And thank you to Kim Reynolds, uh, Governor Kim Reynolds, for leading that effort. The leader of one Iowa here, the, uh, the, the you know, the gay, the gay rights organization, he, he this, his, his, um, modus operandi in trying to keep this legislation that will keep uh, uh, th- this smut out of our libraries and out of our kids is he's now saying send me all your examples of classic literature that have uh, had have had explicit sex scenes in them. I, again, all to legitimize what is obviously be- news outlets will not show the pictures that are in these trans porn books they won't read from them this is all this guy will do anything and say anything and it's obvious to make sure your kids see trans porn anything amen why why there are only demonic answers to your question there's a there's a scene in the lord we read lord of the flies there's a scene in there but is that Everybody knows that's not what we're not talking about, Steve. Do you, do you remember some great corruption of sexual confusion when Lord of the Fly? No, no, no. It's it's not. This, this this level of equivocation is because they don't plan on equivocating on anything. That's exactly right. They have chosen exactly their hierarchy of needs. And it is the trans porn and your kids. Hey, th- trust me, they're having fun with their own kids. Wait till they get a hold of yours. That's when the real fun starts. Yeah, that's right. They don't give up their religion the way we do. Yeah, that Wall Street Journal poll earlier this week, REM was right. That's us in the corner losing our religion. We've let go of the rope, man. We're letting it go. We didn't even get to the parts of that poll that showed only one third of Republicans thought having babies was important. Yeah. We didn't even get to that stuff. I mean, we just got to the top line stuff. That whole poll is bad. Okay. We've let go of the rope. 
they're the they're the people live they're the people here. Our conviction is, mit de Trump, okay, who could literally just say I'm not showing up in Manhattan on Monday, and the yeah. governor has told me I'm not getting extradited, so guns up, I'm going golfing, okay. But no, you got you got to write 75 columns and do your entire podcast mm-hmm. about this is a police state and America's coming to an end. I mean, that's all true, by the way. It's all true. Dude was just handed a machine gun by mm-hmm. the governor of Florida and said, all right, man, take a free shot. I mean, I, 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 it's a game. Yeah. We're playing games over here. Yes, we are. We're playing. If the shoe was on the other foot, if, if we had a rogue prosecutor, pick a, a you know, a community that's red. Okay. okay? We had a rogue prosecutor um, in, uh, in, in, you know, in, in some, you know, rural Texas community yeah. that tried to indict Biden like this. Okay. Not even a resident of the oh, state. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and, the, and the Democratic governor of Delaware said, hey, I'm not, we're not extraditing Joe. So appreciate it, but yeah. good luck. Think Joe would show up on the next day? No. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. So we're just playing games, man. Yeah. We're just playing games. We're playing games for clicks. We're playing games for jollies. We're just playing games. They're playing yeah. for keeps over there. And that's why they're going to win. Yeah. And I had someone send me a note. I've gotten to the end of the book. I know Jesus. Uh, stop. Yeah. Come on, man. I'm not talking about cosmology. Okay. I'm well aware of who wins cosmologically. Have you never heard of a history book? Are they not full of fallen civilizations that once were? Are they not, is that not really what a history book is? A chronicling of civilizations that no longer largely exist. There are no perpetual kingdoms other than Christ's. They all come to an end. And when they all come to an end, what does it look like? They may have different prosperities, levels of prosperity, different levels of enlightenment, different levels of education, different systems of government, different customs, languages, religious practices. But in their essence, you know what they yeah. always look like? This. Yeah. And ours looks and, like... Yeah, go, and sorry. usually the invading army is coming over the wall. Usually the army of conviction is coming over the wall. They're a foreign invader. In this case, the army of conviction is your trans neighbor. Okay. But it's the same MO. It's, yeah. it, it looks like this every time. They're going to win. On the path we're on, there is no question they're going to win and may already have. They're, that, we're playing games. We've got the top two contenders for our nomination. One's a billionaire, and the other's the governor. And they're both in agreement that this is an unjust prosecution. And the governor says, I won't extradite you. So what's the billionaire do? Extradites himself! Because it's a great photo op, I guess. I don't know why. I don't know why. You tell me what the, what the reason is, other than just the most cynical of political reasons, you'd hand yourself over to this. It's not the feds. If it was the feds, at least you could say, well, the feds will just come in and get him anyway, so you're better. It's, it's a local borough DA where he doesn't even live. And yet, all the people that were losing their bowels, oh, DeSantis is going to protect Trump, protect Trump, protect Mr. Trump, protect Mr. Trump. Everybody was losing their bowels on this. Are, is a single one of them saying today, why the hell is Trump going and surrendering? Why is he doing that? Have you seen any of them? I mean, I did. I got pissed about DeSantis's lack of statement last weekend and the week when I thought he gave on Monday. A week ago, Monday. I did. Where's everybody else? Where's everybody else that spent their whole weekend doing a vigil on Twitter? And yet, exactly what they demanded has been offered. And he's just going to go and surrender himself anyway? Why? 
Oh, because it's a great photo op. Okay, cool. So then none of this is serious. I promise you, the people putting assault weapons on their trans flags are very, very, very serious. As serious as it bleeping gets, I can promise you that. And there are a few parents in Nashville, Tennessee this week who can testify to that. They're serious. We're not. We're not serious. It's a game. It's a business. It's clicks. We're just not serious. And that's why they're going to win. Because we're not serious about this. You know, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with another note after that. I'm so freaking dejected. Go ahead, Aaron. This week, I mean, every week is the same way, but when you have an icon, small as she may be, an icon of transgenderism, which is a cultural canary in the coal mine at the very least that we have been talking about, and you know deep down in your heart, and everybody does, we've been talking about for so long, when you have an icon of the mental illness known as transgenderism, go into a Christian school and shoot the children of Christians, Christians themselves, because they are Christians. The darkness is palpable. Like you can reach out and cut it with a knife. And so I I understand on some level, the people, and I get that, the people who email you and said, I've read the book, I know... I know who wins in the end. I understand that because they are down. So they want something, something to glom onto to say, hey, it's going to get better. There is a moment, there's a moment that we commemorate every July 4th in the, re-ima- uh, the, the actor who portrays John Adams. And he goes back to Valley Forge and George Washington's prayer at Valley Forge, appealing to the God of armies. And it's a powerful moment because the Continental Army was on its last legs. Maybe not on its last legs, but it was on the ropes. They had to spend the winter in the middle of nowhere while the British Army were holed up in relative comfort. Seemed pretty bleak there. So George Washington, though, he got on his knees and he prayed. The great George Washington. And we all know how that story ended. George Washington had his army go home, turn on Sean Hannity, and vote GOP to save America. (laughs) No. No. The war didn't end for another six years. Officially. George Washington prayed like the results were up to God and literally fought like the results were up to him. If you are not emulating that to the best of your ability, you have no right to say, I know who wins in the end. As a means to, hey, relax. We have no say on that. The reality is the God that we serve, maybe you disagree with this, Stephen Todd. The the reality is the God that we serve can resurrect any culture. I would go so far as to say that the only time when a culture is really, really dead is when the last pulpit in America or in that culture gives up. That's how powerful the God that we serve is. But we don't act like that. We don't. Not at all. Instead, we choose the Sean Hannity vote GOP to save America route every damn time. Just to put a finer, just to put that finer point on there, that 
they are deadly serious. Deadly, deadly, deadly. What's the Greek word, root word of deadly? Deadly. They are deadly serious. I mean, if we, if we can't get... If we can't get our most vocal champion to say, I will not cooperate with this sham, with this partisan sham, I'm not going to be a party to some unknown DA's future congressional run or AG run. I don't live there. I live in Florida and my governor said, screw you. So I'm not playing. We won't do that. They're declaring before they've buried those kids who were murdered mm-hmm. by one of the women that they indoctrinated into this madness. They indoctrinated that young woman into this madness. She turned around after fully being indoctrinated and murdered our children in cold blood. In response to this, we're going to now have the same week, we're going to declare Trans Awareness Day. And, and our guy... It's just going to go voluntarily extradite himself for a sham prosecution because it'll score him political points. When he's been told by the governor, he will be shielded from said extradition. I, I just, we're not serious. We're not. And I'm, from now on, I'm only, this is the new test. In addition to all the other tests I gave you guys, here is a new one. If you feel like I am talking about something that you don't think is serious, I want you to interrupt me and I want you to ask me. Because we always ask each other, is this true, right? Mm -hmm. Is this serious? Is this worth our time? Is it serious? Okay. Like, is it, is, does it, does it actually do something for the advancement of truth? Is it serious? All right. Because we do lots of things in this business that are great for business and great for clicks that just are not serious. And I didn't get in it to do that. And in the end, I may not be successful enough by not playing that game. And I'm totes okay with that. Right. What I'm not okay with is is I I I took time away from my family and what I had planned on Saturday to devote to what I thought was a serious situation with this sham indictment and the precedent it was going to set. The events that have transpired since then have all made me doubt that any of this was ever serious from the very beginning. That every every, the whole damn thing's a political stunt. Everything is. Everybody. From, every, from the Trump shills to the DA, the whole damn thing is a political stunt. So from now on, in addition to all the other tests, is that true? Is it honest? From now on, I need you guys to hold me accountable. Is this real? Is it worth our time? Can you do that for me? Yep. Yeah. Because I just, I, I feel like I've wasted every, every tweet I wrote on this, everything we sent on the show about this, every thought I had about it, I feel like the whole thing was a waste of time. And I don't understand the people who, well, they just handed the presidency. To, I wish that were true. I wish. So we watch, we, we watch them lie about Russian collusion. Did that build a critical mass? No. no. We watch them lie about Brett Kavanaugh. They turned around a month later and won 40 house seats, right? Did, did that build a red critical wave, mass? Steve, yeah, red, red wave. wave. Yeah, yeah, red wave. Yeah. The, the, that, <laughs> gosh. Last year, he wasn't even on the ballot. We watched them teabag their kids at libraries and at schools. Did that create the critical mass? So some, some listen, if these people, if, if the next layer of American can't be moved 
to en masse rise up and vote against the kids that want to do what we've been talking about to their to their own children. The idea that they're suddenly motivated by the uh, the further persecution of a billionaire they've already demonstrated yeah. they do not stand they cannot stand it's just preposterous. And I hope you re- when you say stuff like this in my business I hope you know that you please tell me you're saying it just because you know that's what the masses want to hear and you don't believe it. I will respect the, that. I'll respect we got to make a buck, man. Please tell me you're not serious. Suddenly, that's the one. That's the one. I can promise you it's not. It should be. There should have been seven of these already. How many more of these should have been the critical mass, right? This is dead baby. But this, this, this week reminds me so much of dead baby body parts. Yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. What an analogy. And Congress. And we Congress. were all so convinced I know. that the Delighton yeah. videos would yes. be the... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And now we're doing so uh, just less than a week, less than, a, you know, five days. After a trainee, mentally ill woman worked over by the spirit of the age's own dogma, murders six people, three of whom were children, were doing trans day of visibility. This is dead baby body parts all over again. Yeah, it is. It reminds me of that week. They, they, they impose their lies on us. Yes. We impose our lies on one another. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking of, while you're talking, Steve, of Ali Wiesel and Knight, and you read that book. And there's just hints all the way along the line. I, I mean, some people escape from the camps. Then all of a sudden, you're moved out of your house. You're moved into one location. Uh, your, your belongings are taken away from you. Well, it, And they did, the, just like with COVID and with us, uh, the rubber band's got to bounce back. Sanity will kick in sooner or later. They're loaded on the trains. You just see it over and over. And pretty soon, they're in the gas chambers. Again, just like I say with Trump and the weather, we've seen this story before. This There's is, nothing new under the sun, people. Here, here's what is new. This is a perfect opportunity to set, make a statement. We will not play this anymore. We're not going to play this game anymore. You don't have jurisdiction. I don't live here. This is a sham. This is the weakest po- of all the cases they're working on against him. They're all weak. This is the weakest possible one that probably weakens all the other ones. They, this is, this is the moment to finally say we're breaking free of this paradigm. And I've got a life insurance card called Ron DeSantis. And if he doesn't fall and if, boy, if Ron DeSantis doesn't, if Trump did that and Ron DeSantis did not pull through, Ron DeSantis' political career is over and should be right away. Over, 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 over. Dead and gone. It's like he was never governor. He essentially emasculated himself. If he were to declare this and then Trump called him on it and then DeSantis didn't fall, there's no loose. No loose scenario for Trump to say, I'm not playing this game. But, he, but not only will he not, not play it, he won't even, that won't even be demanded of him. Ron DeSantis did what we all asked. We won't ask Trump to do, though, what we, what we need in response to that. We'll play a game. They'll play to win. Hey, be sure to check out our friends over at Constitution Wealth. Together, they will work with you to create a financial plan that is based on values because when you align your money with your values, you win. And maybe in the past you thought you could not. They'll teach you how to do that. Do not put your portfolio and your principles at odds any longer. They can align, align, I should say in English, they can align and give you the profit. That's right. And they'll help you with that. Uh, with Constitution Wealth. Go to investwithcw.com slash Steve. Invest with CW for Constitution Wealth. Investwithcw.com slash Steve. One more last thing on this, and then I ha- I'm going to move on from my own sanity. Because I think this is a good point. 
and I think that it should be clarified. This is from Jeanette Schlenker, who's an attorney. You have to remember that Donald Trump is campaigning. If he doesn't turn himself in, he could be arrested during a rally or campaign event in another state. Think about that before you rant. That's a good point. This is another excellent way, though, to counteract that. Name me the Republican governor now that the I mean, hasn't Ron DeSantis essentially been doing giving a how to manual for Republican governors all over the country? So if Donald Trump asked Greg Abbott, now that the precedent has been set, see what I'm trying to say? How about this is a great moment. How about all the Republican governors simply say we're not doing this? We're not playing along with this. This is not the law. You're not the law. There's a higher law up your nose or the rubber hose. We're not doing it. This is guys. This is what we have been wanting since the day that Bob Vanderplatz and I formed an organization to take out Supreme Court justices who thought they could amend the Constitution on their own 13 years ago. Okay, is to get to the point, and this is, and and you, and you got to, you, you need the right moment. All right, you need the right moment. This guy's weak. He's a hack. This DA, I mean, he's weak. He's a hack. He has no case. There are other cases that might be more difficult to make this case that they're trying to go after Trump with. This one, this one has no legal nor even public political standing to make. It's the perfect moment to punch back. The perfect moment. The perfect moment. So you just simply have all the Republican governors say, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. I think we could get Kim Reynolds to say, hey, want to come campaign to Iowa? Yeah, we're not helping you extradite Donald Trump here in Iowa either. Right? Right. Get all the Republican governors to do this. Make a statement. Is this not what we want? No. We don't. Most of you that are tuned into this show, you do. And that's why you tune into this show. But many of your Republican friends and family members, they don't want that. They just want the show. They just want a hero cult. They just want the show. They don't want the win. And that's why they don't get any. That's why the other side's going to win. Because that's all they care about is winning. So, Jeanette, God bless you. You make a great point. But you're actually, your great point bolsters mine. This is the perfect moment. Henry McMaster in South Carolina. Hey, Mr. Trump, come do a great rally here. You're loved here. We ain't extraditing you here. We you going to intercept the Trump plane in midair? As you fly from, uh, as you fly from Charleston to Mar-a-Lago, they get, they get intercept the plane in midair. And they do that, man. Now that's, now that's, now that's a publicity moment for mm-hmm. you right there. Okay. Have all the Republican governors say, we're not playing, we're not playing, not playing with this. Have them all say that. Now we're making red states red again. We're, we're, I mean, tell me where the L is there. That's only a win. That's only a win for everybody. But that's okay. We don't want that. We don't want those outcomes. We love my monkey. Rub it. Touch it. That's what we want. And so that's all we ever get. I'll move on. Something that will cheer me up. I just wanted to drop you a note regarding what my husband and I are doing to bring your upcoming nefarious movie to our local theater. To give a brief background, we are both believers, conservatives, big fans of the show, and huge movie buffs. Although, obviously, we haven't yet seen the nefarious film, we believe in it wholeheartedly because of what you guys have proven time and time again. This, along with the fact that your coverage of COVID helped save my husband's life when he needed to be hospitalized last year, made it a no-brainer when we heard you needed help to give Nefarious an extra push against the spirit of the age. So for any of your listeners who would like to attempt to bring Nefarious to their local theater, here's our five-pronged approach. Number one, meet personally with the owner of your local theater, request the movie. 
Number two, sponsor some free shows at your theater to kickstart the opening weekend. We're sponsoring free shows Friday and Saturday, three matinees and two evening shows. That's incredible. I mean, I, I couldn't afford that. That's incredible. Spread the word however you can. Facebook, flyers, word of mouth, etc. Go see it multiple times and bring different people with you each time you do and pray for its success. Lastly, we hope to get permission to have a display of a, f- a free-to-take Bible so that after each movie appearance, if anyone is, re- is ready to read the Word of God, they can dive right in. That's awesome. We pray that the blessing of God continues upon you guys and this movie. We also pray that this will be an unbelievable success that rivals the 10-month run of Titanic. Well, that would be incredible. I think she means the movie, I hope, right? Not the, not the <laughs> boat. <laughs> <laughs> when I read that, I thought, no, but then I, then I remembered, yeah. oh yeah, there was a pretty great movie about that. That I didn't about. have a 10 month run that had a, <laughs> no. they didn't even have a one voyage run. No, that was, that was, you know, a three hour tour. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it took 10 months to reach the bottom of the ocean. There you but, go. Yeah. Uh, they write, we hear you. We love you guys. We support you all the best. That is from Lee and Stephanie. That's incredible. And I mean, I, the amount of you guys, I, I, I could, I could literally do an entire two hour podcast of, of just reading notes from people that you have sent me in this week. Just doing what you can to get, this is like the, you know, the Steve Day show version of I want my MTV when we were kids, you know, call your cable operator, tell me about my MTV. I mean, this is, I mean, I I don't even know what to say, guys. I'm just absolutely blown away and very touched and would, would, and, and I'd feel bad if the movie wasn't good. Then I'd feel like this effort isn't worth it. The movie is worth your effort and you will see that it is worth your effort. So thank you. Thank you to the team at Believe Entertainment for making an outstanding movie. And, I mean, thank you for Glenn for agreeing to appear in it. Thank you for the cast that took on and the crew that took this on and the heat that will come with it when, the, when people see what's actually in the film. And uh, uh, most of all, uh, uh, to our investors and the Blaze. Uh, without our investors who gave the money to make this all happen, you know, none of this does. And without the Blaze that gave us the platform to reach people like you, we don't ever have an army to mobilize. So a lot of people to thank. Thank you. This is from Eddie. I wanted to write and thank you guys for all that you do. I had lived 29 years as an edgy atheist before being uh, uh, being very dismissive about religion and religious people. After certain events, I started becoming more curious and considered myself maybe an agnostic searching for the truth. It's your show, especially Theology Thursday, that played a major role in bringing me to Christianity, and I was baptized on March 19th. I want you to know that you guys are making a difference in your listeners' lives. That is the absolute best feedback that we could receive. And I know sometimes we frustrate some of you that even agree with us wholeheartedly politically that our, the way we do this show doesn't always lead to helping to produce the political outcome that you would prefer or think would be right. And we would maybe even prefer and think would be right. But the number one outcome that we are trying to we're trying to lead to with this show is emails like Eddie's. And there's a lot of people right now. I mean, that Wall Street Journal poll again. America is losing its religion. It's losing its soul. And maybe we're wrong. We don't think compromising the truth for our partisan political outcomes will win people to Christ. We don't. We think that if people wanted... A, a political agenda manifested as a religious cult, they just joined Democrats. They're already getting that. And that we're all going to be dead a lot longer than we were alive. 
And it's truth that leads people to the right side of eternity, not agendas. Truth does. Even if your agenda is rooted in truth, it means that you're taking the truth and you're trying to, 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 to format it into an outcome where the truth isn't the end and it isn't the ends, but the means to get to your preferred ends. And a lot of times we're going to agree that those would be the ends that we would prefer. But here's the thing. We're human. We don't know the future. We don't. And so our tendency as human beings is to do whatever is the most expedient solution to avoid the most suffering and the feeling of loss. I hate losing. Who on the show here likes losing? I hate it. I'm disgusted by it. I'm demoralized by it. I can't handle it on any level. Here's what I can also tell you, though. At the time, I, every loss I've ever suffered, I've, at the time I've tried to do everything I could to avoid it, to beat it, to, to, to game plan around it, to, uh, to not feel it. God made every one of those losses, though, meaningful in my life and taught me something with them. Every one of those losses that I tried to avoid, I was taught a greater lesson. Because all things work together for the glory of God and for those that are called according to his purposes. And so this is the danger of trying to fit our faith and the truth into a political agenda. No. Does the political agenda fit into our faith and the truth? It's the other way around. Otherwise, we end up practicing a form of reductionism. We're not much different than the person who says God, than the, the nun who went on TV and, and Aaron's montage and said that God made me trans. No, he didn't. We're doing our own version of that, though. I would quote the first, I think he's the first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln. I would not dare say that God is on our side, man. We're just trying to make sure that we're on his. And I think that's a vitally important distinction. Thank you, Eddie. That note meant a lot. (sighs) Kevin from Michigan says, I would love your thoughts on this, brother. The church at large has given up a kingdom mindset as a result of the modern premillennial rot gut. I wouldn't go quite that far of calling it rot gut, but we'll continue on. We've told several generations that the church loses in history, but that they should still play the game anyways. How do you think our Wolverines would fare if every rookie was told that victory would never be in their grasp and that all of their efforts would be fruitless in the end? Do you think that they would perform well? Of course not. I appreciated what you said the other week, hinting at at moving from premillennialism to something else, dropping names like Gary DeMar. I encourage you to take another step and interview experts in each camp. We've actually done that in the past. It would be very similar to what you guys did recently on the debate you did with the effectiveness of ivermectin amongst people you respect with different perspectives. We need to get back to the biblical perspective that founded America, not because it founded America, but because it is true. That's Kevin from Michigan. Here's the thing, though. We still can't have an outcome-based debate. Like, you can't adopt another eschatology because it will lead to the outcome you want. That's the conversation we just had. Right? Mm -hmm. But I absolutely do agree that it is hard to drive a car with the gas and the brake at the same time. But let me tell you this, Kevin. As someone with an extensive amount of knowledge 
organizing evangelicals politically across this country. No group, man. And there, it's not even close. It is not even close. No group is more difficult and more frustrating in my career to organize than Christian Reformed post-millennial believers. And it's not even close. No candidate's good enough. Nobody's good enough. It's, they're absolutely the most frustrating. The, the, the guy, the, the person with the, the, the Rush Dooney or John Calvin al- avatar on their Facebook page, who th- you would think that person would be anxious. That, that person has been the most frustrating figure for me to mobilize and, and, and to energize in my career. It's not even close. It's not even close. No one's good enough. I don't and if all these tribes have have flummoxed me to some degree, like the people who think they're bound to lose tend to be the first to get involved. The people who think they are destined to win won't get involved. I mean, I just, I I don't understand it. I I don't. But, and I I say this as someone who, if I'm giving full disclosure, whose theology, even if it's eschatology aside, whose theology probably tilts intellectually more in your direction. So if I'm not wearing your jersey, I'm at least I'm I'm at least reformed adjacent. I'm 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 not I'm I'm a co-belligerent. I'm not anathema to you. You all have have given me more than my share of gray hair. Okay. I mean, talking to y'all or trying to organize you has been it's incredibly frustrating. That being said, here's the reality. Post-millennial theonomy that the Puritans believed is what founded the country. And if they didn't believe those things, they wouldn't have gotten on a boat, risked their lives, and founded the country. If they would have believed they lost in history, they would have stayed right where they were because it would have fit actually their MO. Hey, we're destined. We're the terminal generation. This is the great fallen away. The Church of England is is the Laodicean age of the church. They would have stayed there. But because they were actually post-millennial theonomists, they anticipated that there was to be a more glorious recognition of the sovereignty and lordship of Jesus Christ through his church. That's why they got on those rickety boats and risked, risked their lives for that. Kevin, you are correct. You are right about that. Without post-millennial theonomy, there is no United States of America. That doesn't mean they're great theologies. That doesn't mean they're the right ones, but I do find it interesting that you talk to a lot of evangelical leaders today and mention the term theonomy. You might as well have actually said, hi, my friend's Pelagius. I mean, they'll look at you like you're a heretic, but without it, there wouldn't be a United States. We I've talked for years. We call each other Puritans as bad names, right? That's a put down Mm -hmm. for one another. They're only the people that founded the country. But I would say back to you folks that are in those camps, I wish it was as easy as you said, trying to rustle you all and, 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 and mobilize you all. I hurting cat Rocky. It was Rocky. Rocky caught the chicken quicker than getting you guys organized. At least that's my experience. And I've got quite a bit. Final thoughts on the show today. Uh, this perfectly embodied my semi-regular lament about how, when it's our job to talk and think out loud, say the right words, how increasingly difficult that is. Steve said it in a number of different ways over and over again. And when he says, remind me guys to just not keep talking if this isn't serious, I, I, 
man, I'm with you, brother. I am, I am with you. It is, it, it, these, these times are so objectively evil to me. Yet we continue to race back to normal when, as I've told you, normal is what got us here. Pray. It is Palm Sunday this weekend. Holy Week is upon us. Pray for something different and better. Pray for the real thing. Amen. Amen. I will just add that I always love to just watch Todd's face in conversations and emails and answers like you just read, Steve. Just there are some subtle changes in his facial expression that I don't even think that he realizes. There was, there was a little snark when you started dropping theonomy and premillennialism and postmillennialism. That's, that's my big thought on the day. We'll stick around. Uh, we will do overtime uh, for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash days for the rest of you. I uh, hope you have a great weekend. Get uh, a little taste of spring where you live if it hasn't arrived yet. We'll see you again on Monday. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.